with their hair, right. natural hair, whether it be natural hair, weave, whatever. I see more women that I can relate to and not a lot, but I do see more. So I'm I'm grateful for Black Panther. I'm grateful that it is making the numbers that it's doing and because I it's it's just going to open so many more doors for us. And people don't realize like that movie there's so many people behind the scenes that profit from a film like that. Like, they employ so many people. So, <clears throat> that's why it's good to go out and support not only for the actors, but for the people behind the scenes who get to go to work, that went to school for film, that went to school to do different things and are on the set, all the way down to the person that's getting the water for the actors and making sure they have food. Like, it's a whole big thing that goes on behind the scenes. And it's just so wonderful to have it just be as big as it has been. So, I won't ramble yeah, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, one of the things I was thinking is that, you're right, I'm glad you said it's starting to trend in the right direction. Because the bigger picture... For me, anyway, how I think about things are, the bigger picture is being able to have a black-owned major studio because that dictates a lot when you start talking about big-time movies. So when you start changing the narrative, you start inching towards that right direction, the, the bigger picture down the line is getting a our own black owned major studio because ultimately those are the ones that's going green light or red light projects. Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of projects that try to hit the big screen but the studio and their executives say no, we're not going to allow you to put that movie out there. And so that's the major that's the big goal at the end of the tunnel is to get there. Because now when you have a black-owned studio with black executives pushing a button and signing contracts, they have a different agenda in mind as opposed to your traditional ones. So certain movies like A God of Egypt, God of Egypt, if that comes out, it has a totally different look to it. It has a total different understanding of it. Because, for example, guys of Egypt, they're telling a story based off of myths from ancient Egypt, but they changing what these characters represent. And when you change the, what they look, how they represented it, it makes the whole narrative change. Because now you think these people look like this, so when people comes and talk to you about history and things like that, you're like, no, that's not what that what happened because this movie showed me otherwise. Now, you ever talk to people about history and you start to wonder where they get their information from? They're not getting them from reliable sources. A lot of them are getting them from TV, from movies. But it's just um, TV. It's just movies. <laughs> so. Right, and that's what it comes down to. But they still. Take as a teaching tool for certain situations. So I know I was talking with a lady about guys of Egypt, and I told her those people were 
were African. They were black. They wasn't. They weren't white. And she looked at me confused. Well, why would they like, be white in the movie if they were black in real life? That couldn't be. They wouldn't do that. really proud that I was alive to see Black Panther that this is my era this is my time but um, moving right along I want to get into the nationwide uh, school walkout now you do have a teenage daughter who's in high school in Atlantic City and I was listening to different radio shows and stuff of parents who had like the co-host like DJ Envy on the Breakfast Club he has a daughter who was concerned because her school wasn't actually doing a walkout. They were doing an assembly where everyone in the school would meet up in, um, I think, the auditorium or whatever, and they would all meet up there. And then there were other people who were saying that they were scared to do the walkout or schools that were saying that if you did do the walkout, you would be disciplined. Like you would either be marked as absent or you would be written up. Whew, I remember them days being written up and having to do detention. Lord, <laughs> have you ever had in-school detention? That is the worst. When you have... Yeah, yes it is. But it's from the start of school. Like, I had it one time. You don't go to any of your classes. You are in one class the whole time. In high school, oh my god, I would have rather just, I, me, person, and I had Saturday detention. When it started at like 9 a.m. and it was over at like, you had that too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how many, (laughs) I don't know how many kids participated in this walkout, but I know back in my day, I probably, if that would have been the consequence. Well, I'm sorry. I know this is like a touchy subject and we do need to address our gun control issues. But me personally, if I was a teenager nowadays and if they would have said you would have been disciplined with detention in school or Saturday detention, listen, my butt would be in class. I would be not walking out with y'all. <laughs> more power to you. I I, just, I support your cause, but I'm going to support it right here in homeroom. And yeah. <laughs> so how did your daughter? What was Atlantic City High School like? Did she talk to you about it? Yes, yes. Because um, me and her actually went to go see Black Panther later that night. Actually, but when I was calling her, you know or texting her to find out what was going on, you know. I didn't know that her school was in lockdown. A bad fact, she hit me up. She says, hey, Dad, like, what's going on? I said, what's up? And she was like, yeah, we're in lockdown. I'm like, lockdown? What do you mean? Lockdown for what? And then she says, yeah, there's a, a guy that was threatening to shoot up the school. Oh, wow. So, while her dad was like,
oh my goodness, like, okay, they, you know, it's, it's like a panic and it's like a scared feeling. It's, it's awkward because at that point in time, there's nothing you can do about it. It's like you're stuck and they're, they're stuck, right? But the good thing that I like was that she said that they weren't allowed to leave anywhere. They were just being uh, situated in the building while they was doing a perimeter check because the threat was that they were outside and they was waiting for the students to come out to, to start shooting. And when I finally got to talk to my daughter, got to see her, she says they had a scheduled walkout that day. <clears throat> And then she says, yeah, I was right along with her. I was about to walk out. Wow. Because, you know, she, you know, because for her point, like that they were doing a walkout for, to support and, and, and in memory of the 17 students that lost their lives. So that's why they were going to step out and protest because of that. And... She was explaining that if, the, if they didn't get the warning, that she was like one of the people that was like, you know, being the leaders of it, like, yes, I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to be one of the, the leaders out there saying, yes, this is not right because bullying is not, you know, it's not right. Because when she rationalized everything, it's all about the bully. Because bully are bullying these students, and the students are getting retribution by shooting up the schools because they're being picked at on a regular day basis. And she said one of the people that was in question, she she knew them personally, and they were they bullied him like without like to without any. What's the world looking for? They non-stop, basically. They didn't care about how he may have felt at all. They just bullied him on a regular basis. So she was a strong proponent in stopping people from bullying. And so she was like, yeah, I'm going to be walk, walk right out there. And she could have been one of the very first casualties because she, you know, she wanted to be one of the leaders in this and just walk 